Welcome to Healing with Healing, the podcast that dives deep into the world of dating, relationships and self-worth. I'm your host, Rachel Teeling, and I am here to guide you on a journey of self-discovery, empowerment and meaningful connections. Join me as I open up about my own personal experiences, share insightful dating and relationship advice and explore the path to discovering your true value. Whether you're navigating the complexities of modern dating, seeking to cultivate a healthier relationship with yourself or your significant other, this podcast is your safe space for growth and healing. Get ready to embrace the love and confidence you deserve. Let's begin this transformative journey together. Welcome to another episode of Healing with Healing podcast, where today we have a Feng Shui expert, Chrissy, with us from Christine Elizabeth Interiors and she is going to give us all the insights on how we can use Feng Shui to gain self-confidence and attract love into our lives. So, Christine, Chrissy, because your mum calls you Chrissy. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to end up calling you Christine all all the time. Would you like to introduce yourself and tell us a little about what you do and why? Yeah, so uh, the why is probably a long one. So uh, we'll get into that in a bit. But so um, yeah, so as as Rachel said, I'm I'm Chrissy, and I'm a modern day Feng Shui consultant, and I help you to harness your home's full energetic potential to support you in the most magical and remarkable ways using the incredible practice of Feng Shui to transform your home into a beautifully calm, supportive, and peaceful environment. That is what I do. Um, but there is there is so much more to it, obviously, than that. So um, there is. Yeah, I have a little bit of an understanding about things. Well, like I've read a few books, and I don't really practice it. I'm a much of a I'm a I'm a very minimalist. I put commented on one of your posts, you know, about how I clear my fridge. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, I was very impressed with that. I've got a role model. I've got OCD <laughs> problems, and if it's like not nailed down, it goes in the bin in my house. Uh, tell you what, that's that's actually a really good way to be because decluttering is actually a massive part of Feng Shui. Um, and yeah, it, there's 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 lots of different layers to decluttering. It's not just a case of okay, well, I'm just going to have a bit of a tidy up and we'll throw a few things out, kind of thing. From an energetic perspective, decluttering has a profound influence on you, how you feel, and also how your home feels as well. Because um, everything in your home has type of energy connected to it and whether that is a good energy or a bad energy or just you know neutral so for example if um say say for example you've got maybe maybe from a past relationship you may still have some photographs of ex-boyfriends or maybe you've got you know gifts that they might have given you um you know or maybe maybe you've got things like old ticket stubs in the bottom of your suitcase somewhere that you don't even know you have from you know, a holiday that you might have gone on with an ex-partner, that all holds energy and that holds on to negative energy, which can potentially hold you back from bringing anything new into your life. Oh, now, let me ask you then. If you have like old things from old relationships, would you suggest absolutely clearing them out and putting them in the bin? Or would you suggest just putting them somewhere out of sight? Because I'm always a bit of a like, keep your old love letters, throw out your old bank statements. So I think this this is a really interesting question because I think it all depends. First of all, if we go go back a step, so Feng Shui is all about your intentions. So 
whenever I'm talking to a client, the first thing I ask them is, what are your intentions? What do you want to create in your life? What area of your life do you want help with? And what do you want to bring into your life? So in this instance, if it's if it's love, for example, uh, you know, obviously it depends on the dynamic of what, what your position is. But say, for example, you've just recently broken up with somebody, um, say, say, I don't know, a year ago, for example. So it's it's far enough down the road for you to be sort of a bit more emotionally in a better place for it. But at the same time, yeah, exactly. You may still have things lurking around the home that maybe maybe you haven't got, got, got to the point of getting rid of yet. So at that point, you know, are you are you ready to bring somebody into your life? That's the first question that you've kind of got to ask yourself. Because if you're not, no, well, this is the thing. So if you're not 100% ready, that person isn't going to come into your life. But there are things that you can do to help yourself become ready. And that is all to do with self-love and looking after yourself, which comes into Feng Shui as well. So the centre part of your home relates to health, well-being, um, self-love and acceptance. So... If, for example, you're going through a relationship, I would have a look at this and only a first because this is where you really want to make sure that you're nurturing yourself, you're looking after yourself, you know, you're wrapping yourself up in all that cosy love that you need to heal and, you know, feel into those feelings because they are strong feelings, but it's all part of your recovery here. It's part of your recovery. Yeah, it's really important to feel the heartbreak. Absolutely. Yeah, and of course. Before yeah, you, start. you have to be able, but that's part of letting it go. Um, and you know, I know, I know lots of people who, um, who everybody handles grief in different ways, don't we? But um, I've always found that if you if you're able to feel those feelings and let them go, you heal so much quicker, and you're then able to move on, you know, to the to the next thing. Um, I always found personally that. Um, whenever I met somebody, it was always when I was having the best time of my life and thinking, oh, look, I haven't got hard drinks to be now. It's great time. Make too much fun. Exactly. <laughs> but that's often the best time that you do meet people because you're in a good place yourself and you're giving yourself that love. You're sending that message out to the universe that all the source or, you know, God, whoever, whatever you believe in, you're sending that message out that this is how you want to be treated. This is how you want to be loved because you're loving yourself first exactly so i know you wanted to talk about like decluttering and clearing that bad energy what would you suggest to somebody then a single lady out there i mean look right let's talk about my clients i have got clients that are single independent i don't need no man energy (laughs) Um, they won't let a man into their lives into their house into their won't accept help type ladies how can they use Feng Shui then to kind of like clear their bad energy to um, build their self-confidence and self-belief? And so I would say should start use a bit of that bad Sorry. energy. Sorry. No, no, that's it's that's true. So um, I would say to start with, as I said before, getting to know your intentions first and foremost. What do you really want? And be really honest with yourself because... If you if you aren't clear on your intentions, you have to be really specific, but at the same time, be open to the different possibilities. So you can't, I mean, I'm saying you've got to be really specific. You have to be specific enough, but at the same time, allow things to happen organically. This um, is a bit better. This is what I want. Yes, 
exactly yeah exactly so once you've got your intentions there the next thing that I would say to anybody looking to bring feng shui into their life to help them would be to take a fresh approach at looking at your home um so if for example you know artwork can speak a thousand words for example so if you've got artwork on there that's very much relating to you being an independent you know I'm a strong woman you know all this kind of yeah, amazing energy and that's fantastic energy don't get me wrong but but if you're looking to bring somebody into your life that is not opening up that sort of energy for uh, love to come in because it's quite a strong energy and it's always a little bit aggressive so terrible with men yeah it's, well i'm i'm yes it does i was trying to avoid saying that I'm, I'm allowed to say um, but it terrifies yeah, guys but it, yeah you you have to make and I think it also kind of gives that energy in your home. This is my world, and I have no room in it for men. That's the message that it's giving off. So if that's the message that you're giving off, then you're not saying to the universe, "I'm open to a relationship." So that relationship isn't going to come into your life. So that would be the first thing that I would say: have a look around your home and see if there's anything that is you know, giving up that kind of energy because you're stopping those possibilities from coming into your life. Um, and then, so we'll get we'll get into the next part um, of what you can do in, in the different areas of your life to, to change that. But the first thing, as I said, would be to declutter because like I said earlier, um, if you have things from a previous relationship or, um, you know, like I said, you might have a ticket in the bottom of the suitcase somewhere from a from a holiday that you've been on once with a, with a partner that you're no longer with, or maybe you've got clothes. So maybe maybe you've even got like a wedding dress, and, and you're not married to that person. Oh, oh God, what do I do with my wedding dress? Well, how does it make you feel? That would be the first thing that I would say. If you if you look at your wedding dress and you think, oh, that was an amazing day, and it's surrounded by positive feelings, then I would say keep it. But if you feel differently to that, I never then... married. The wedding got cancelled. So I still have the dress, it. but I never no. had the wedding. But I've saved my dress with the intention for it to be Lila's prom dress or something along those lines. Yeah. Like, so she yeah. can reshape it into whatever she wants yeah. to have it when she grows up. And yeah, the intention Definitely. is that she knows that me and her dad once loved each other. Yeah. Oh, that's lovely. So, that's like, really engagement ring. I still wear my engagement ring because yeah. it's it's very beautiful. Um, yeah. On the wrong hand, but these are just my intentions with these items are that Lila knows that me and her dad once loved each other. Yeah. Like you know, it wasn't always us separate lives. And no, no. Things, so. But how does it make you you feel? Uh, my wedding dress. I don't know. I'm a bit limited. I never got to wear it. So there's a negative association with it. So, I mean, there's nothing to say. You can't just pop it up and, no, you know, pop it on and do the dishes like you're yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go on. No, that's really interesting because, yeah, there is a little bit of a negative association to it. In the loft, it's out of my sight. It's out of the way. Yeah. Um, so the engagement ring I absolutely love and adore. Like, it was made for me. It was, like, yeah. it was designed personally for me. And my cousin made it because he's a jeweller. So... Oh wow, that's amazing! Yeah, so real positive. I'm like, yeah, like, thank you so much. <laughs> Isn't it? This is exactly what I mean. Do you see how each object has different emotional charges connected to it? Um, and a lot of the time, you probably don't even think about it. You know, so you, you might have cards from ex-boyfriends, letters, or photographs that you've just got. You know, 
I mean, I don't know about anybody else, but I, I used to keep like a memento box of, you know, keepsakes and things yeah. like that. And I had a salt through and, and you'd be amazed what was in there, you know. I, I found a, a little necklace that uh, I think it was my first boyfriend that gave it to me. And, you know, that was that must have been like, oh, God, God knows how many years. Don't mention it. <laughs> no, but, um, you know, it, there are so many things that, that we have in our homes that we probably don't even realise that we have and all holds on to negative energy if it has been from, you know, a past relationship that you're no longer in. Um, so I would say go through your home and just go through each area gradually. It doesn't have to be all done in one in one go because it can be quite a, an emotional task and it can be quite daunting as well, especially if you've got a big house. So I, I would say just go, gradually go through your home and sort out um, the things that you want to keep in your life because basically we want to clear your home of the bad energy because once you've cleared the home of the bad energy then you're making room for the good energy to come in but you're also making room for your intentions to come in as well yeah because I'm very much about like declutter either like I've got a friend at the moment who's going through a terrible divorce and she was going to get rid of like her love letters from her ex-husband and my advice to her was I would hold on to them so your children know that you once loved each other, but just put them out of sight. Like, and yes, yeah, yes, we can chop up the photos of him and burn them. <laughs> but, but you know, the the love letters and the things like that. Like, I think it's really important for the children to understand. Yeah. So with these kind of things, I would again, it's the intentions, isn't it? Absolutely, it's about the intentions. So I would, I would actually recommend to not be in places like your loft because the energy that's in your loft actually comes down and obviously your bedroom is underneath underneath it so that could be disrupting your sleep so i i would recommend you popping it in you know you can get these plastic tubs with a lid on so that it's all nice and secure it's watertight and it's not going to be damaged and i would put that somewhere outside of your home whether you've got a garage or something like that because it's not in your living space then um so and then and it's still out of sight, out of mind, but at the same time, and it's protected for your children so that they can have those mementos and those memories. But it's not going to affect the energy of your home and how you feel because you don't necessarily realise it, but that those small little things can build, um, and that sort of those kind of that kind of building of the energy, that negative energy, can just gradually drain away at you. It's sort of like a low level low level drain if you like but we want to keep as much good energy in your home as we possibly can so that would be what i would say with that i would also say when you're decluttering keep your back door open because all of the bad energy goes out through the back door in feng shui and the good energy comes in through the windows and the front door okay so you can just clarify something for me right here right now we will move on to the love areas but (laughs) on a new year and everyone thinks i'm crazy i open the back door to let the old year out and I open the front door to let the new year in. Now, this is something that my Irish crazy mother has done all of our lives. <laughs> I absolutely love that idea. I actually saw something on Instagram about, um, about that just before Christmas. And I was like, oh my gosh, they're doing both away. I love it. My mum didn't even know. But yeah, my, my crazy Irish mother has always opened like the back door. You've got to let the old year out and then the new year through the front door. And I did it at this new year and Ed thought I was mental. He was like, what are you doing? 
no no and also it's a really good time to do that on the on the chinese new year as well oh is it oh okay. right we will see so, so obviously we have the annual new year which is obviously at the end of december january but then we have the feng shui new year which is at the beginning of february as well so i think it's the i think it's the fifth of february this year i will go on your posts to tell me when to do this <laughs> So tell us about finding your love area then. I know you wanted to talk about finding. Yeah. So um, as I said, the um, the central part of your home, which affects your your house, well-being, and self-acceptance, it's in the middle of your home. So I would recommend you start, stand in the centre of your home and you can find the different areas. There's nine different areas in Feng Shui and each one represents a different area of your life. Um, so if you stand in the centre of your home um, and get the compass up on your phone, Hold your hand flat. Make sure you've got no jewelry on because it can affect the um, it can affect the magnet in the in the compass. But once you've got the um, your phone and your compass on your hand, nice and flat, just gradually pivot around, and you will gradually start to see the different areas. So your love and marriage area is your southwest area. So once you've found that, walk in that direction as far as you can go, um, and that is your love and marriage area. Sting. I've tried to think. I, can't, I pretty much know the layout of my house, but I can't think where's southwest. It's like that way. My child's bedroom. <laughs> yeah. So it's really interesting because it, there's... Um, so in, there are the nine areas in Feng Shui. Um, and obviously we have the, the southwest area for your love and marriage area. But your bedroom also relates to your love and marriage area as well. So you've kind of got like a double... You've got like an extra, a, an extra sort of extra energy point if you like yeah so what would you say about your bedroom again um if we talk about my clients and i just i find this hilarious sometimes talking to them um i had one client last year who her bedroom was really cluttered and she was like i just can't possibly ever invite anybody to share my bed because there isn't a space for them like there is no like her bed was pushed up against the wall and i was like yeah that's that's not gonna work (laughs) no no so the bedroom is really interesting. So you need to, again, declutter is the first thing and consider your intentions while you're doing this as well. So um, I would make sure that you've got your bed in the command position. So really it's it's in relation to where the door is. You want to be able to see the door, but you don't want the bed to be directly opposite the door because otherwise there's too much energy coming at you all at once. So um, have the bed in the command position and you want to have space to walk around it. So that you can have two bedside tables and two lamps. So you want two of everything because that's sending the intention out there that you are making room for somebody to come into your life. So I know this sounds a bit crazy, but sleep on one side of the bed because you're leaving space for your partner to sleep. Things like leaving space in your wardrobe for their clothes. You're leaving room for them to come in. Even like crazy things like leaving space on your driveway for their car. As, and I know that I had this to you with that. You were saying this to me, weren't you? And I was like, I've never really thought of it. I always park my car in for cough mode. It's like, <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah. Well, you can say, no one else can get away to think about it. <laughs> you know, you just do, don't you? So, um, yeah, those would be the first things that I would say. But there's also other things that you can do as well. So, uh, um, you know, putting putting affirmations in your, in your love and marriage area about you know, what your intentions are. They could be visual affirmations as well. So you could have a picture of a, of a happy couple. You know, they could be walking down the beach or, you know, going for, for dinner or something. Whatever whatever you think 
represents love and romance to you in your southwest area would be a great place to put those kind of things because you're again just reaffirming that that is your intention that's what you're wanting to bring into your life um you can also put other little trinkets and stuff as well so um we mentioned mart earlier um rose quartz is an amazing crystal for bringing in love um so you know if you had maybe two sort of little rose quartz hearts that would be a really nice area to put um so the southwest area would be a great area to put those sort of little ornaments and stuff but they're really subtle as well so nobody needs to know that you've had your house feng shui you know this is my thing to your house because people are like no exactly and this is very much how i work but i'm everybody you know everybody's different but i'm not a huge fan of the chinese trinkets and stuff and i think that's probably because you know my background is in interior design and how people's homes that is really important to me because it reflects who they are and not everybody wants these sort of you know chinese ornaments and stuff because it's not a reflection of of their of their likes and who they are exactly so i i like to do things in a bit more of a subtle way um but still be able to kind of get those results so um yeah so those are some of the things that you can add to your southwest area um in your bedroom um there's a few things like colors to avoid so obviously Red is often associated with uh, love and romance, but this is actually a really fiery colour. So if you have too much much of this colour in your bedroom, it can actually cause stress and arguments and just bring a bit too much energy in there. So really, I would say to go for the sort of softer colour. So soft pinks, uh, whites and golds, I think uh, like soft golds are really, really nice in, in a bedroom and they just give it that sort of lovely, soft, romantic feel. Um, another colour to avoid in the bedroom actually is purple while we're talking about colours because this can lead to sexual frustration which we don't want that we don't want that no exactly (laughs) so um, yeah those would probably be my the colours to to avoid too much of and also um, too many dark colours I think in a bedroom so if you've got um, lots of really dark blues and stuff that can that can lead to low mood and it's very trendy at the moment, isn't it? That's it is, yeah. yeah. I think in moderation it can look beautiful, but it's just, you know, if you've got too much of that, it can lead to low mood. Um, and obviously, you know, you don't you don't really want that when you're bringing in a new relationship. You want it to be exciting and, you know, be able to enjoy that sort of honeymoon period because it's a special time, isn't it? It is indeed. What else are we going to talk about? I'm like totally lost. I'm totally lost. Ah, soon looks like that. I've got pinks and golds in my bedroom. I'm good. I just think they're really lovely, soft, uh, warm and inviting colours, but they're not too sort of in your face. You know, the whole point in your bedroom is to go and relax and rest. And it's for romance as well. So, you know, those kind of colours, I think, really, really represent that kind of feel really well. Um, And also, you know, you can have your... If you can change your your lighting so that it creates a really lovely ambiance, and and maybe maybe put your lights on a dimmer switch, or you know have some sort of low lighting. So candles are really nice, but um, I would be careful with candles simply because really you ought to go for non toxic candles simply because that those chemicals can be released into the air and then you're breathing those in. So that I would say isn't such a great energy. So just be really mindful of which candles you go for. Um, Sorry, I've got a diffuser, you know, like one of those. Yeah, these are brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Actual oils. Yeah, they're lovely. Like, I they're really good. To sleep, so I'm like, please work, anything. So I've got that, oh, like that in there. Yeah, they, they're lovely. They're, they're really lovely. And often those are, those are all natural based, aren't they? So they are. It's just like essential oils and water. So, yeah, it's, it's very nice indeed. 
So how about, how can we use Feng Shui to support our self-worth and confidence then? Is there anything we can do? That we... Yeah, so again, this goes back to the centre area of our home. So again, you want to make sure that it's nice and clear and decluttered. Don't burn any candles in this area because... For an area. Yeah, in the central area of your home because it relates to your health. So effectively, so fire burns off energy. So you are effectively burning the health of your of your your energy, um, which we don't want to do. You know, you want to maintain that. So that's the last thing you want to do. Do not put any candles in your central area. Um, and then again, it goes back to um, your intentions for yourself. What? How do you want to be treated? How do you want to feel? Um, what are your intentions for you? Um, you know, and this is a, a great area to really start to think about self-love. Um, there's a couple of books that I would really recommend. So um, the first one is The Secret, which probably a lot of people have heard by Robert Byrne. It's a great secret. It's not a great secret. It's, it's called The Secret. <laughs> uh, I really mean not a secret. Um, but she, she has the most magical way of just talking about the law of attraction and how it can change your vibration and how your vibration enables you to attract things into your life um and the other book that i would really recommend is called self-love and spiritual alchemy by danny watson um which is just a fabulous book and oh, both she's the one did... who i've trained as a life coach with oh really yeah and oh, so danny's yeah. our like D- danny's our god <laughs> she's amazing i read i read her book oh, a few years ago now, but it's just amazing and it's so easy to read it's a really it's a really easy one to click through you can pick it up and put it down and learn some amazing exercises in there. Um, especially especially if you're needing help with letting go of things. So um, like if you have gone, if you are going through a breakup or you have gone through a breakup, you're still going to have quite a lot of raw feelings. And, and sometimes you have to dig quite deep to get to the root of those. And sometimes you might not even know or, or recognise what the root of that issue is for you down the line. And then sometimes you come out of it and go, whoa, actually, that's insane. Again, like I've got a friend going through a terrible divorce at the moment and she said something to me the other day and went, you'll be so proud of me. I did this. And I was like, oh my God, thank God. At last, you've seen. Yeah, absolutely. It's such work, doesn't it, to work through those things. But yeah, like you say, Danny's book is... It's brilliant. Yeah, It's it's really good. Um, she really is. She really is. And again, her book is all about, you know, the uh, law of attraction as well. Um, and the law of vibration, she goes into different, uh, she goes into a bit more depth, I think, than, than the Jane's Secret. The Secret is a great introduction. And then um, Self-Love and Alchemy is a spiritual alchemy, I would say, is kind of the next level. Um, but both, I would say, are a must-have for your, for your central area, especially if you're wanting to build on your confidence um, and your self-worth and, um, you know, yeah, they're really lovely books. So, I mean, have you got anything else? You any other hints and tips that you want to? Oh, I have loads. I have loads. How long? Still how long? Is it? <laughs> how long all day? <laughs> yeah. Um, so I've talked about I've talked about how to find your areas. Um, oh, another another great way of of letting go. Once you've once you've finished decluttering your home, as I said, keep all the doors and all the windows open, but then close them and go and open the front door and just take a moment to just really, really centre yourself and focus on what your intentions are and feel into that. Because if, when you add feeling to things, you amplify the strength of your intentions. And by opening the door and thinking and feeling about that at the same time, 
you are bringing that into your life. Um, so that would be another thing that I would say to do. Um, and also, if you if you feel like you can't quite let go of something, sometimes it's quite nice to do what's called a cord cutting exercise. And there's there's loads of different things that you can find on online for those. Um, and sometimes I also feel that a really great way of of getting things out is to write it down and then take it outside and and burn it. Obviously, do this safely. Or you'll burn things outside. You don't want to catch fire to it. I do have a kitchen sink because I, <laughs> I'm too lazy to go outside. But, yeah. but once you've done that, that's a really good way of like, right, this is the end of that that period. And now I'm starting the next chapter of my life. Um, and when you do that and you do kind of like a forgiveness exercise, don't you feel you literally just... You feel so much lighter, don't you? It's so like an like, Again, everyone thinks that I'm crazy in my world, but like when... <laughs> you're, you're in safe hands here. I know, but when I like write letters and like do these things, Ed's like, what if you didn't know? What on earth? But I'm um, like, look, just let me do it and you know I'll feel better afterwards. Yeah. It really does work. And I know it sounds crazy, but I, I do it too. It's, it's, yeah, it really it, does work. Sometimes when the kids, because um, Ed's got two daughters as well, if we have the fire pit, I'm in the garden. We sometimes get them to write things down, like if they're having a hard time at school, when you yeah, write the name of the people lovely. that are annoying them down, and we're like, just burn it in the fire and let it go. Yeah, we're like it's, it's silly, but it it's so cathartic. It really, it really, really does. It really, really does. It's it's amazing. Um, yeah. So that was another thing I was saying. Um, the with some people when you're when you're finding the areas in your home, sometimes. Because obviously a lot of our homes are not the perfect rectangular, re- rectangular or square shape, which ideally in Feng Shui that that is like that that is what you want sort of thing. Feng Shui is a bit too it, c- it can be a bit um, particular about things. It's, our homes aren't designed to be Feng Shui friendly, so um, we work around that. So sometimes it can be a bit tricky to find areas. So sometimes if you've got, for example, like an L shaped home, there can be a missing area. And if this happens to be your southwest area, excuse me, it's obviously your love and marriage area. This can be a reflection of why there's problems because you're obviously missing that part in your life. Um, so that may be why you're struggling. So, um, but we don't really, we don't really, um, we can't really do anything about that unless you have an analysis, which, which you know, we the remedies in place and that sorts all of that out. But sometimes marketing your home isn't always that straightforward but if you've got a nice rectangular or square shaped um home then it should be quite easy to to use your own phone and yeah, encompass on that the closest part of the southwest um not really no so um because well it all depends on no no well, this is what we they do not do so when i when i first heard about French trade years and years ago um, I actually felt that it was a bit antiquated and a bit out of date and not really relevant to how people live. Um, and, and in short of saying, well, your house is the wrong shape, it's facing the wrong way, that means you're a lost cause and, you know, you're never going to have a good life, never going to get married. It's not going to be really helpful. Um, so, but that's not how I work. So we work with your home and there is a way of remedying everything. So it doesn't matter if your, shape, if your house is L-shaped we can remedy that. It doesn't matter if you've got, I don't know, your wealth areas and your bathroom, which I happen to have. Uh, <laughs> surely the thing with the flowing water. Well. Or the drains are going to take it away. Yeah, yeah. So 
So bathroom and and um, toilet areas in Feng Shui are not good areas simply right. because they take the waste away. Um, and they, they are literally the waste tubes, aren't they, when you think about it, um, you know, in the nitty-gritty form. Um, so although there's lots of really, well, my wealth area is actually in the bathroom. So what we do is I there's a little area that's also part of the wealth area, so I use that part. But generally speaking, what happens when you, when you remedy a home, you don't put them in the bathroom areas because it's just going to suck that energy that we want to keep in the home down the tubes. It does. So, yeah. So there's a way of remedying everything in our homes. So, um, yeah. Yeah. It, it really is a magical process. It really is. Like, that has literally just, like, I've opened, yeah. I, I know nothing about things. Very lot, lots of the things that you have just said are practices that I use with my clients, the tools that I use in my coaching. Yeah, because a lot I, of it is common sense, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, a lot of it is really, it really is common sense and, yeah. and things that we don't really know why we do them, but we do them. But we do them, um, opening the doors. But again, yeah, that literally opened my eyes, especially to the central area. And I never knew about the southwest area of my home. I know about it's the east, what is it, the northeast is your financial. So your northeast is, is knowledge and skill building. Um, your north area is your career and business and life's journey. What's my wealth uh, area? Your wealth area is your southeast area. Oh God, I've put my wealth area in the wrong place. Well, well, there's there is no right or wrong. It's just every home is completely unique, um, and this is one of the things that I love about it because whenever I do a report um, or an analysis, they're all different. They're all completely different because. When where you may have a traditional feng shui, which is a, they they usually go by, I think it's the front door. That's that's the sort of that's how it's a little bit of a one size fits all kind of thing with more traditional feng shui methods. Whereas the flying stars feng shui, which is what I practice, takes the exact coordinates of your house, so it's much more accurate to what's going on energetically in your home. So the results are much more accurate and, they, and they have a bigger a bigger effect wow well tell us about what you do then tell us who what you do with your things so how you do your analysis and so they all go so <laughs> I, like, oh, I God. Two services I, I offer at the moment I offer a prop my home service which is um where I map out your home um and um that kind of just takes the the, the tricky complicated part out of it for you you get uh, a grid to show you where each area of your home is and a description of what area that represents in your life um and then the full home analysis is where i take a massive deep dive into what's going on in your home um <laughs> the coordinates of your home um year that it was built and lots of other information and then i num- run a number sequence which then brings up all of the different and types of energies that may be flowing around your home um and then once i've done that i then give you a report which can vary between nine and 20 pages long depending on what's <laughs> happening um so it's quite, uh, it's quite a meaty beast um but i then tell you what remedy you need in each area in your life based on your intentions and what you want to bring into your life so just remove the energy the negative energy in your home and allow the good energy to flow so that you can bring into your life your intentions can you do this all online as well i can do it remotely yeah so my business to remote like business. Come to, you know you don't have to pop to sleepy star breach and <laughs> no i can do i mean later on in the year i am planning to do more of a one-to-one consultation and that's where the interior design 
um, element to where a business is going to come in. Um, but that will be um, a third service. So that third service will include the Plot My Home and the Home Analysis, plus uh, a sort of a one-to-one kind of walkthrough or home if you like as well. So, um, yeah. Oh, that is very exciting, honestly. I'm, very, I'm like blown away with all the... I did not know anything about Bingsway at all. So you have well, educated me um, and my listeners, hopefully, and it has been wonderful to chat with oh, you. Thank you for having me. And thank you again for being on the Healing with Healing podcast. Oh, Until next week, ladies, we will see you with maybe another guest, maybe not. Who knows how my podcast is going these days. Are you a single career or family driven woman but you just cannot get lucky in love have you got back into the dating game after a long-term relationship breakdown and you are now confused and overwhelmed by men and dating have you been on what feels like hundreds of first dates but never seem to get a connection and are you now wondering if there are any genuine committed men left in the world i know i feel you i've been there But I invite you to join me in my How to Find Lasting Love mini-series workshop to find out what actions you need to take to attract that lasting, loving relationship that you truly desire. These are three 10-minute-ish videos supporting you to find that secure, loving relationship that you desire. They cover how to successfully date after divorce, how to heal your relationship with men and how to shift your energy to attract that masculine man you desire. There is a link in the show notes for you to get access to those mini workshops. Go check them out and I shall see you there.